2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Makai Becton. Fighting through contact, fighting through the offensive line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to talk football, not storylines. Hello, and you are listening to another edition, <clears throat> the 42nd edition of Blue It's Blitz. I feel like I should just start these shows with, okay, we got 10 games left. <laughs> uh, it's been really bad. I'm going to run through some plays again. Um, not going to be four hours, not going to be three hours, probably not even going to be two hours. I think last time I hit under uh, two hours, which I feel like for uh, for a team who is 0-6 and, and is putting the product out that they are, um, again, you know, only losing one game um, by less than double digits, right? Because the Broncos was their their least margin of error, and I believe that was about nine points. So I think they've only lost one game by not double digits, but still two scores or two possessions. So um, with a team who's going to be competitive, maybe I'll even do more plays, or maybe a team – listen, when the Jets are good – it's going to happen eventually. It's always there's always bad teams, you know, that become good for a couple of years. The Warriors, um, plenty of teams have have done it. Um, when the Jets are good, you guys are gonna get like seven hour shows. I'm just I'm excited to watch good film. Um, this has been absolutely brutal. So we're gonna run through it pretty quick. Um, <clears throat> the housekeeping. Uh, no reviews. Drop those reviews again. I know it sucks right now. Uh, not a lot of. Listeners stay around, you know, let's say if you're at a hundred percent capacity or a hundred percent of listens when you, when week one starts, uh, that drops to probably 25% now, I would say, I would say one of four people have been listening who would if the Jets were winning, but like I said, drop those reviews, get a free t-shirt. Um, JRB31 on Twitter. I've been posting threads there. Like I've said in the past, uh, the threads are of Becton, Fant, Bad Donald, Good Donald, Connor McGovern. Uh, Crowder, Jeff Smith, Barrios, Herndon, Perryman, Fadukasi, Quinn Williams, John Franklin Myers, Bryce Huff, Terrell Basham, Austin, May, and Wesco. Um, which actually I have to edit that because May, I have a May play in here that I did not put into my queue to put up. So I have to put that in. Let's see. I'm going to do that right now so I don't forget. Is this great podcasting? No. Do I care? No, <laughs> it's just, it's just how it is right now. Uh, so I got to put at least that one, one play of May in there, but I put the threads up there. So again, I'll, I'll, I go over them a lot um, in these shows, but this is where you can find all those players in one place. I put a little bit of a description. I don't go as descriptive as I do on here or as I do in my full player reviews. I try to make it in one tweet where I've had plays where I put up in three tweets because I can't describe everything in 240 characters or whatever the hell it is. So uh, it's also a good reference point for talking to somebody. Hey, look, you know, you didn't, you said that Donald didn't miss this throw against the Colts. Well, you know, let me go to Blewett's Twitter page. Here it is. Send the link. People do that all the time. So there's your benefit. Uh, 39 plays today. I think last week we did like 52. So 39 today. We're gonna be really, really short. In other Jets news, they traded McClendon for a tw- uh, McClendon and a 2023 seventh for a 2022 sixth to the Bucks. They just traded Jordan Willis uh, or Wills, whatever the hell his name is, for a what 2021 seventh, and they got another sixth in 2022 from 
whatever team they trade him to, I probably completely forget. It literally just happened, but it's it's they're moving up from the seventh to the sixth round. Where if the Jets are still bad, they're trading him to good teams. It's going to be the difference between like 10, 15 picks. The Jets are literally just dumping salary and improving their draft position slightly. It's not like they're you know getting. I, I would rather just get a straight up seventh for a guy and and make it you know a little bit more valuable. But this is this is what these players get you. It's it's not even a pick. It's moving up spot a couple of spots in the later rounds. So hopefully they package some of these picks and try to move up. Um, again, going to run through this pretty quick. Uh, shout out to the Broadway Jets podcast that had to be on. We had like a thirty-ish minute discussion. Um, a lot about Sam Darnold. Uh, good dudes over there. So if you want to listen to that interview, go to Broadway Jets and listen to those guys. Um, when I was on there, when they had Sabo on, they had Nani on. Uh, go check out their podcast if you want. Uh, Dolphins, 24. Jets, nothing. Uh, again, um, people, somebody said, like, oh, I love the show, and I'm still always going to listen, but you just, you, you're, the life is getting sucked out of you. And it is. But like I said, the young guys, you know, I'm watching those guys with Flacco, et cetera. Oh, yeah, one more shout out. I don't know if the guy listens every week, but uh, somebody from, uh, the Academy, I'm not going to say their full name, but Kelly uh, told me about somebody who mentioned my name. He's like, Oh, I know that guy. So shout out to the person who knows the guy I, I do training with and stuff like that. So if he does still listen, uh, the duds Flacco is number three, uh, 21 for 44, zero touchdowns, one interception, 11.1 QBR uh, to be completely transparent. And I don't even care. I don't know the difference between, well, I know the difference between QBR and uh, what's the other one Q- QBR and, the other one where you can get the QBR I know is from like zero to a hundred. And then the other one is from whatever to 158.3. I don't know why there's two different systems. But I don't know how they look at those numbers. I don't know what gives out each one of those numbers. If it's air yards versus yeah, versus, you know, completion or yards per completion versus touchdown. I don't know, but 11 is not good. I can tell you that. Um, and I would probably give him more of a dud if he was meaningful, but I don't want to go over a thousand Joe Flacco plays because who cares, but I am going to go over a few just to show how bad he was this game. Cause he was absolutely terrible. Um, and again, it's not going to be a lot. It's going to be, I have like five plays of him because again, who cares about Joe Flacco, but, um, he was bad. Um, and to, you can have some qualms with, with the with the play design here in terms of um, them being in a in, in a cover two. You you might just see a deep over to draw the safety little bit so the deep safety doesn't get over um, of this route con- combination, um, which at the top is where Joe Flacco looks. This basically acts as a rub. It's going to make the uh, corner stay stay high or go low. It's just putting him at a at a at a point of uh, conflict, and he decides to go underneath which gives Barrios room deep. Joe Flacco, at this point, needs to throw the ball. He's not going to be able to run with him deep at this point. He's going to have to go outside and underneath this. He's going to be in trail, you know, based on leverage. And this is the only thing you're reading that right. At this point, he's going to be in trail. There's no way for him to not be in trail. So he should release the ball earlier. He throws it too late. He floats it up there and out of bounds. Now, does this play design work? Is Barrios open here if he, if, he had, if he had good anticipation? Yes, it is open. And him looking at this whole time should throw it now. This guy is not looking that way. He's completely locked on. It's not – you don't have a switch call. You don't have a, a, like a Zaro call. Um, deep down the field, we're going to switch. So he needs to read leverages and understand that, throw it a little bit earlier. He does not. 
throws out of bounds. Could have been an easy 20, 25 yard completion. Um, offensive line wise, pretty good. You know, uh, Fant does a good job. 45 degree set, opens at the right time, gets hands on, matches his guy. You know, there is a guy off the edge um, that comes in, but there's plenty of time to throw this ball. And Flacco's uneasy in the pocket. I, you know, I don't know if he sees this in, in his peripheral vision. I don't think so. So I don't know why he steps up the way he does. But if he's, even if he does see that guy, or if he sees him here, and, he che- and that's what he's checking, just slot up in the pocket a little bit. But he's super uneasy in the pocket here and tries to throw the ball from an even base and throws a ball out of bounds. When, again, the pocket and the concept dictated that it could have easily been a um, pretty, pretty big completion for the Jets. So uh, that was bad. Play seven. I can't wait till next year. I can't wait till the end of the season. I can't wait till free agency. Uh, you know, thank God the Giants. Hey, positive news: the Giants won, and the Falcons won. The G- I really, I really don't think the Jets are going to get a win this year. If they do, it's one win. But there's like, there's like seven, eight teams who have one win right now. Um, some of them being the, uh, I think the Eagles and somebody else who have like who and the uh, what the Eagles and the Bengals who have a tie. So you know you're really looking at like five six teams who have one win, like the, the Falcons and the Giants and the Jags. You know teams like that. We need to win two games because the Jets might get that lucky game where they win, but I they're, they're not going to win more than one game. It's it's just it's 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 embarrassing, but it is what it is right now. Um, dumps ball early again. I was watching these plays like numb to this. So again, this isn't a design screen. They have they have this this across motion, and then and then obviously a play action. It looks like you have the sifter coming underneath to to split block number forty three. That's what the, that's what it's supposed to look like. You want forty three to bite down a little bit and open up, um, open it up for Crowder. I don't think that's supposed to be his primary read. I just think Flacco is super hesitant in this game. <clears throat> Not hesitant. He just wanted to dump the ball off. You know, fading away from pressure, uneasy in the pocket. Because if you if you look at the play, and again, you know you have plenty of pocket. Why is he dumping off into the flat right here? It's first and ten. Now I, I would get it if it was third and one and he needed a yard. Okay, perfect. You know you got that yard, but hold on to the ball right here. You know, and you know if he was actually good, he would he would manipulate the the uh, second level right here. Whether it be I think it looks like it looks like defensive back and linebacker. What he would do is manipulate them either with his eyes, with a pump pick, or with just the hips. You see a lot of quarterbacks do that. Well, they'll have their hips square um, to their – or not hips square, their, their hips pointed to their read, and then they'll flip their hips real quick to the flat or where they want the – you know, how they want to manipulate defenders. Defenders react to that because your hips have to be pointed to where you're throwing the ball. They jump up. He keep, continues to read. And look, there's, a, there's an over route that's, that would be wide open. He can hit this window if he was a pump. But he, but he throws it to Crowder in the flat, and Crowder doesn't go anywhere. It's just like it was super simple, stupid football. Super simple. No, oh, that's it's like an acronym. Um, so four more plays. It, he was bad. Again, I don't want to – I'm not going to overload people with Joe Flacco film, but he was in the duds. Like I couldn't leave him out. Even last week I was going to put him in. Well, no, actually he was okay last week, to be completely honest. But Eyes locked right. Okay, snap, reads the right, reads the right, reads the right. 
And again, never, not once with, again, with, a, and the Jets offensive line was worse this game. Um, I think a lot of that blame comes from, we have to be fair with your blame. One, McDermott was playing, Adogo went out at a certain point. You had uh, Lewis who went out, who has not been good. I think he's been the worst offensive lineman for the Jets. I think Gregory Van Roden has been taking steps up or, or yeah, steps up in the right direction the last couple of weeks. And watching his film and doing that film review again, you can go back and watch it. I doubt you will. He's probably going to be gone next year. Um, I thought that he could be a decent guard or actually below average guard, but I thought he could be better than Brian Winters. And I think the last two games he definitely has, but I think Lewis has been the biggest uh, weak spot. But again, a lot of people expected the offensive line to struggle with communication and just overall in the first couple of weeks, and then you have Van Roten struggling. It's like, Oh my God, they should have never got rid of Winters or they should have had Harrison at guard when he's clearly better than both of those guys, in my opinion. So um, they needed some time. So they, 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 the, the, good reasoning was there before the games, but then once the games happened, that got thrown out the window. So I don't understand that. Um, but he's, he played better this game as well. But again, clean pocket, eyes locked right. And actually, let's honestly, I don't see his eyes go here because his eyes are locked right. Doesn't throw it. If he wants to throw the flag, he has to throw it now. And then looks back to the middle. Eyes back to the middle. It looks like they might be on Herndon, but he never sees Crowder. On this, like, where does where does Herndon come from? This it's like you have a, you just have a levels read. You have a high low read right here in the middle. Herndon draws the the intermediate defender. Crowder's wide open over the top. It's a window you hit in the NFL every time. That's wide open in the NFL. And because of of the pressure, maybe he 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 rolls out to the right and throws the ball away. I'm going to assume. Or no, actually, he does hit Crowder, who drops the ball. Who Crowder played well this game. Um, I think Crowder's been playing well, and like the routes I started last week, I thought they were impressive routes. But um, you know, obviously, having hundred and something yards with sixty, seventy of those yards being like kind of scripted, and uh, that one fifty something yard game was a nice catch. Kind of, actually, it wasn't a nice catch. Let's be honest; he was wide open on a route that was designed. So he's been playing well, but. Let's not. He's not the best slot receiver in the NFL. I, I wouldn't go crazy with that. But again, drops back, reads right the entire time. Doesn't want to throw right. Reads middle, and you can see in the bottom of the screen. Uh, let me pull up my screen a little bit. On the bottom of the screen, you can see this is right when Crowder is coming across at this point when he goes back to read middle. So, and it looks like he looks there. I don't know why he doesn't throw it. Maybe he doesn't see it, which is a problem in itself, or he does see it, which is even a bigger problem. Rolls out, finds Crowder, and then Crowder, you, you know, not a, the easiest catch, but he obviously drops it, so you don't want that. Um, Flacco, ball too far inside. And there's some plays that, like, I'll come up that, I, that come up that I talk about, like, uh, you know, Perryman or whatever that I will talk about, Crowder or uh, Flacco. Again, drops back. You have the deep – you have the deep mesh – um, the or the Yankee concept, whatever you want to call it. This actually looks more like Yankee than than deep mesh. Um, deep mesh, you have, the, you have the double overs where this is more of a post than the deep over. So that's a Yankee concept. And throws the ball. Now, in the NFL, could you hit this window? Obviously, with this guy, with this guy matching uh, the the over, this guy in you know behind, you have to float the ball with really nice touch, you know, on the upfield shoulder. Um of the receiver, but you can't throw it inside. That's for damn sure. And Flacco, as you can see, never sets his feet. 
he's afraid of a little bit of pressure coming off the right side, but not enough for him to fade into a throw and not set his feet. It's all arm throw. Ball is too far inside. So, oh my God, great interception by Xavier Howard. or who, Yeah, I think it's Xavier Howard on this play, but not really. Like, again, context matters because in this, in this scenario, when he's throwing the ball, is this, is this opening the NFL? Yes, it is. If he, if, he leads, if he leads him here, this is a catch. What happens instead, he floats the ball up because he has, he, he, he's fading into his throw, um, all arm. The ball is too far inside and not with not enough heat on it to uh, to Jeff Smith. I don't say that. I don't know if I said that was Crowder earlier, but to Jeff Smith, too far inside pick. So yeah, nice nice ball skills and pick. But if this is here, this is not a pick. And Smith most likely here gears down too. Yeah, he's not running full speed right there. He gears down to come back to, to get that ball. So terrible play by Flacco. Ball placement. That's just that, that's that's as easy to get his ball placement. There's doesn't get much more simple than that. So, oh, great play. Yeah, sure. He was also beat. So, to be fair. 29. All righty. Flacco, sack, fat, block. Yeah, he's just super uneasy in the pocket. Like, he, he's, he's not trying to make plays happy. He doesn't want to get hit. Um, it's pretty obvious he was, and a lot of the, what the Dolphins did was just was blitz him, man, man coverage, blitz him, six, seven guys versus five blockers, and he couldn't get the ball out quick enough. He would fade off his back foot. His his eyes would his eyes would drop. He'd throw the ball out of bounds. Like yeah, the offensive line wasn't good, but Flacco did not help this game. Like this is a this is a decent pocket in the NFL. Again, what should he do? You have Herndon, who's been actually running good whip routes or not whip routes? Sorry, jerk routes this year. Reed Herndon, who he is reading, step up in the pocket. You're not going to – like, I, well, I guess he could have escaped out of this, but I would like to see him here recognize the leverages here. And if you have trust in, in, in Herndon, who runs the jerk and sits down, now they're both square and Herndon knows he's going to run outside, put it on his outside shoulder or put it on his, on his uh, the inside shoulder right here. What does he do? Pull, pull the ball down unnecessarily. There was some pressure, but again, good quarterback, step up, fire this ball in there. Fant block I was talking about. <clears throat> again, another 45 degree set. I don't I don't love the 45 degree sets that he always that he always does, to, to be honest. And here I think he opens up a little bit, even a little bit too soon. That's why that guy catches his chest. But good job by Fant feeling the the obvious the obvious lean into the hands, and he feels that even more so than it looks like. Um, than just a visual aspect, but he feels that he leans to the hands, both arms come off, which can be risky, chops the arms down, finishes the block. Good play by him. But Flacco is sacked. All right, maybe I put in a wrong play here. Let me see this really quick, because that's, I don't think Flacco's name is Quinn Williams, so I screwed up somewhere. Um... <clears throat> All right, moving on. I might have screwed up, but we'll figure that out. Yeah, I guess I screwed up. Uh, moving on to the defense. I said defense overall in the first half was bad. Uh, uh, you know, again, you know, did they hold the Dolphins to three points in the second half? Yes. <clears throat> yes, a Devils Cup. I'm a Devils fan too. Um, Jets, Mets, Devils, Nets. Uh, it's not the most common 
but it's mostly influenced by family or whoever I was around who brought me to game. Dad's a Giants fan, brought me to, uh, or somebody, my friend's dad and, and him brought me to a, my first Jets game, my first football game, Jets fan. First hockey game, grandpa, Devils. Uh, first Mets game, friend, Mets fan. So that's kind of how it happened, whatever I kind of, for my surroundings. Uh, but the defense overall in the first half was bad. Um, and again, how much did the Dolphins really want to score on the Jets in the second half? I'm sure they didn't really care a ton, and they didn't. They they were they were trying to run the clock out, a lot of run plays, a lot of simple concepts. It wasn't they weren't trying to put up points in the Jets. Um, I did put good plays and bad plays in here. Again, the Jets give me lack of effort. I'm going to do some lack of effort. So I'm not going to put this in good the good defense because overall this is a good pass deflection by um, Desir, but overall his game was not great. I, I would say it was even it, it was not even good. This was a step up in the right direction from from Desir. And this is some of the stuff I saw on the film from him in, you know, in Indy. That was a little bit positive. Um, now, the only thing, so he's on the top right here, and it's, uh, it's, you've covered three. And the thing that I don't like about this is, two, one is his alignment. I don't like that he's staying so far inside when he has help inside. Obviously, with cover three, you want to stay more on the outside. I don't necessarily like how he's how he's opening his hips up to stay over the top. I like I would rather see him weave and stay more tight to that upfield shoulder because if he is going to run a you know deep sluggo, a post corner, you want to stay on that upfield shoulder. So I don't like how he's so far inside right here, just in case. And he's not really guarding great against a double move, but. He obviously sees. You can see the drive phase of the shoulder with the shoulders right here from the from the uh, receiver. You can see his shoulders are down, selling that drive phase. He, he's he is telegraphing his break right here, though. You see how his shoulders come up, right here versus here, telegraphing the break. To see here, it does a good job staying patient with his feet. He's staying over his toes right here at the top. Um, anticipates the break. T step, upfield shoulder, plays the ball, pass deflection. So good job by Desir right there. Overall, again, overall, could he clean some things up? I think with his hips and and his alignment overall, yes. But um, I put this. I only put this view in here too to see the the hit from pool on Fitzpatrick right there. Um, he he laid him out, which you know, I don't hate Fitz. I, I think it's funny the narratives that come out about Fitz that he's a he's a great uh, leader for a young quarterback in the locker room when we all know that as Jets fans to not be true. Uh, I forget who the quote was exactly about, but Hackenberg or Gino or whatever. And he came out and basically said, I don't care about them. You know, I'm the starting quarterback or whatever the hell it was. Again, you know, don't quote me on that because I forget exactly what it was. But he basically said he doesn't care about the development of the young guys. So um, he wants a job. He wants, he's not, he's not, he's not Josh McCown. That's, that's for sure. So blown defense right here. Um, Again, you have the sifter, you have the fake inside mid zone with the sifter. Sifter releases, catch, double, was a double slants right there. So this is a Panther concept with the flat and the double slants, Panther. And uh, these guys get drawn inside. Jets were in man coverage. Somebody loses their assignment. And the tight end is wide open in the flat and runs in for a touchdown. Now, who was this? Um, it, it, I'm going to say it's one of, and it's some of, sometimes it's hard to know, I'm going to say it's one of Avery Williamson, or uh, Hewitt, because obviously, you know, with man coverage principles, um, there are sometimes we're going to follow a guy across the line of scrimmage. There's sometimes where if you're on the side of scrimmage, you know, you pass him off to another player. 
Now, if it's during the play, you might pass it off as well. That, that does happen depending on how, they, how they're coached up. So um, you have Hewitt who looks to be in man coverage on the running back. The, the ball is fake to the running back, so he's going to go into his run fit. He's going to read the run, and regardless, he's in man coverage. Um, the tight end breaks out. So was that Avery Williamson who was trying to pass off 80 and now is trying to take the running back? We don't know exactly, but it's between those two guys. Um, and obviously the tight end is hit for a wide open touchdown. Simple as that. It's mis- miscommunication. I can't, I, I'm not going to identify exactly what that was just because uh, I don't have the, the play call. I don't know exactly what they're taught in that situation, but it was between one of those, one, one of those two guys blown defense and leads to a untouched touchdown, which is not few and far between for this Jets defense. They, they blow a lot of defenses. Um, this year, bad, bad coverage, uh, fits miss. Okay. Again, the little stuff with this year. Um, I don't know the down and distance right here. Um, it looks like it's probably going to be, they got a penalty, so maybe it's second and 15, first and 15, whatever it may be. Oh, we can see right there. Hold on. So you have second and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So you have second and 18. Um, you have cover one. Man coverage. This year opens his hips up five, six yards too early. Again, leverage is off. He's way too far inside. If you're going to open your one, regardless if you're opening your hips inside or outside, you, you want to be more over the top of the guy. You don't want to be so far inside or outside because obviously whichever, you know, the opposite, you're going to be giving up a lot of the yards to. Um, just in terms of like lateral distance. So you're so far inside, he breaks outside. You still have to cover that lateral distance from, from the bottom, the bottom of the numbers right here to where the uh, receiver is plus the actual vertical distance to him. Opens his hips up too early. Doesn't stay over the top. Receiver breaks on the, you know, piss poor attempt at a, at a stop or a comeback. It's not a good, it's not a good break at all it's actually a really bad break one two three four five and like a really a lot of dead time at the top that was an awful break so maybe Fitz was trusting trusting that guy to get outside a little bit quicker regardless bad route or Fitz putting it too far outside which i'm going to put it more on the receiver here because that's a terrible route who is that the Devontae parker i think it's Devontae parker it's not a good route um the series beat there but obviously he uh didn't give up the the, the catch because of that Three more plays of the defense. Again, not giving people too long. Blown D, 43 yards. Hewitt, question mark. I'm gonna, yeah, I think this was Hewitt. Again, just it's just too freaking easy. It really is just too easy. So, and it's, so you have cover two. Again, the, 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 the spot dropping that the Jets do, he's underneath. He's the cloud. He should be reading uh, two, two to three, at least on you know based on how far he is inside. Again, some coaches might want to read one or two, whatever. Um, but at least he's reading two. The two breaks inside. He gains depth. So I would like to see 
both pool and Hewitt. Hewitt, I don't like again. This is a problem with the spot drop because if they, if, they, if they were man match principles, he would have matched the three and carried him here. Now he could have. Now if there was a you know a dig or you know an over route, then yeah, he would you know you'd hope that the the uh, the hook seam right here would have the two, and then they would you know obviously communication. They would know to switch their guys, and then you know he would pass off the seam to pool and he would drop down on the on the over on the dig whatever it may be but he's definitely supposed to be on the three right there the three breaks up the seam now whether that be that he thinks it's supposed to be pool which i doubt it's just the spot dropping nature of the jets defense gets right behind it boom both of the the deep uh safeties were widened out by the vertical routes Tacking the middle part of that of that uh, cover two defense, that base cover two, and that's as easy as it gets. It's just way too easy. The defense is terrible. It's absolutely dreadful. Blown two more plays. The defense blown D touchdown. Okay, again, and this is a play where it's really impossible to tell because you have three guys pointing at each other after this play. Again, man coverage. Underneath the formation, looks like Poole's uh, throwing out like a push call, push call where he's going to take the you know the more inner guy, the the outer guy's going to take the outer guy. Um, where they're changing their responsibilities, you have two guys set on the in guy. You have the guy breaking to the flat, which based on like where they're aligned, it, unless they unless they had um, a, a like a switch call in terms of where they actually broke to, it looks like you have man man. Man, but with these guys, uh, with these two guys, the out, the outer number uh, one and two, with those guys switching, do they have that automatic switch calls um, based on you know trying to defend against rub principles? That them switching off their guys, you know, where again, pool might be on number two, and whoever this is, I think this year be on the three. But once they switch really quickly, as the ball is snapped, do they re- switch responsibilities? I don't know what they're calling. I don't, but neither do they. That's the problem. I don't have to know. You know? They take the same guy flat, wide open. It's not like they rubbed anything. He just wide open because they they blew their assignment. They, they didn't know what, the, what what each other were doing. Again, looks like you have communication, you know, for for pool to tell to seer um to switch their man coverage responsibilities. Which again, at that point, pool should be on on 81 and this year would be on 86, but based on how tight this is, how tight all this is in here, they should have automatic automatic switch calls, Zara call, whatever you want to call it, and switch guys once they do, once they have the, these switch releases. Again, it's not communicated. Touchdown. Simple. This is like this is like day week one stuff. Maybe not day one stuff, but this is week one stuff. I just put Austin missed tackle. He didn't play terrible this game because I didn't notice him a lot, but his problem with missed tackling for a guy who's so physical and will lay one big, he'll lay one big shot and then miss five tackles. Again, you want to take an angle to the upfield shoulder. You want to take an angle, if anything, more outside to inside because you have inside pursuit. What do you not want to do? Come inside, outside. He comes inside, outside. Misses the tackle and what could have been third and three, third and four, 
is now a first down. It's simple stuff. His, his tackling is awful. That's it's as simple as that. Um, my number one dot of the game, Adam Gase. Uh, I'm gonna give him dud every week until he's here or until he's gone, most likely. Uh, two for 17 on third down, embarrassing. Um, the consistent gore runs, um, the the press conferences saying that uh, Perrine went out at, uh, after he dropped that ball because of his body language. The the guy after after uh, last week when they trade Bell says it's imperative or it, it's uh, whatever he says. Imperative is, is, is a simile for, for that wherever word he said. Um, imperative that he gets more carries. And then he gets like no carries and then he drops one pass and it's, Oh, well, you know, his body language, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to hurt the guy's development when you have seventh round running backs getting 15 carries a game in the NFL this year. It's just absolutely, it's, it's stupid. He really is just an idiot. Like he, he makes an excuse for everything. Oh, well this player was out. Oh, well now it's the, Oh, this week he said, Oh, well it's the young guys. Oh, well execution. Oh, well, you know, this guy was injured. Oh, well, you know, they, they're a good third down defense. Like it's never just, Oh, you know what? Yeah. I sucked. Like he, he takes no accountability. Like a he's like a freak. He's a child. Um, plenty of bad calls. The, the, the offense wasn't innovative this, this game. Uh, you know, that's, that's it. I don't, he's gone. He's as good as gone. Um, my number three stud of the game, Braden man. I should have put the tackle in here. I didn't. 10 punts, 462 yards, touchdown saving tackle. He did it that again. Uh, what is that? That was against the Broncos, I think, was the touchdown saving tackle. So great job. Cool. Punter's third stud. Uh, number two stud of the game. Um, I put Fanton here. Again, uh, I think after last week struggling at left tackle, he he bounced back in a, in a good way. Um. which is positive. Sorry, I got a weird text from a number I didn't know. Who I realized it is now. I just didn't answer them last time, so they got upset. But seeing it in a, in a little pop-up screen, I was like, who the... You know, F thinks they're texting me like this. So, again, not watching the whole... And this is just another lead zone play. Um, doesn't work out for a few a few reasons. Um, one being that I would like to see McGovern cover with his hips a little bit more on this... on this... Uh, on the zero tech before kind of engaging so i'd like to see more covering with the body again you know with getting that that positional leverage so that hurts plus van roten um you know playing long and and shoving him into the gap blows up that side of the of the play um that and then you've herndon is not able to kick out the d end you have a bunch of things here that could, that go wrong. Obviously, this defend this defender hits Lewis's feet, so that throws him off. So, could have been a good, uh, it could have been a much better play. So, people, I saw, I saw some people coming out. I'm not going to call people out because I'm not here to do that, especially for smaller people who try to do this stuff. But um, they said, "Oh, t- terrible play design." Not terrible play design. If he was to get kicked out, if he was to get play side leverage, if this combo were to work, and then he was to climb to the to the. Uh, to the thick linebacker, as some people like to call it, not not the thin, thin, thin versus thick. If he was to climb to the thick linebacker and then Wesco leads the way, you have a hat on a hat for every single person in this play, and it could be a huge gain. That does not happen. Um, now, the only weird thing about the design, actually, now that I'm looking at it, too, is uh, 
I guess Wesco was going to turn inside. He was just arc blocking. Regardless, could have been a good play. But I do like Fance Block right here. More of like a ricochet technique with a drop with a drop step. Drop, throw a shoulder in. Good job by Lewis getting lateral, then engaging. So good job uh, by, again, Fant. Staying square, drop step, drops his shoulder, and clearly helps Lewis get a, getting uh, in play side leverage. And then climbs and blocks his guy, you know, how many yards out? Say one, two, three, four, five, you know, five, six yards. So great play by Fant, but the, the run didn't work out for other reasons. Um, that's it for fan. I, I, again, I showed another play of him before, um, that play, um, Quentin Williams, number one stud of the game. Again, you know, he's a defensive tackle. So people think that Q will stand out the same way that Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins does. It's not the same. Um, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, five tackles. I thought, I thought he was pretty solid again this game. I think the only game, like the, I think the bills game was his worst game. Uh, I would say the Colts is the second worst game. But other than that, like the the Broncos game, the Cardinals game, he was solid. This game, he was solid. Like he's he's playing he's playing better than he did last year. So and he's going to keep developing again. He's 21, 22 years old. So he's like high rate of pressures. If if he if he got that sack versus the Broncos in the Broncos game, he had four sacks in six games, which isn't bad for for actually is good for a defensive tackle. Um, I also think, again, the way he's being used to one game, he played 55% of snaps. Uh, a lot of it is is the the looping, creating room for linebackers to blitz because the Jets don't have the the singular talent to win one versus one. We're okay. I've said this before. You take the B gap. You take the C gap. You take the edge. Blitz your gap. Take care of your gap. That's it. No, Q has to cross the face of the guard, hold up the center for the other, the other three technique to loop around. And then he has to try to penetrate. Like he's doing a lot more of holding guys up and even if he's not holding the guy up and, and he has to delay and then loop around. Um, he's a guy who is, he's explosive, but he's still 300 pounds. So he's not, it's, it's going to be harder for him to get um, to the quarterback on stunts, especially when you factor in one, his weight, just in general, and two, the corners are so bad and they give up so many hitch routes and, and curls and comebacks that the quarterbacks don't hold the ball. So even if the, if, even if the stunt does work, it's not working because of the, the secondary is so bad. So he's, he's, he has a bunch of factors going against him. Low number of stat snaps. And I'm, again, I'm not making excuses. You know, again, Donald, I thought he was a top five guy and I've been, I've been crushing him for the way he's been playing, but not, no rushes around him, so they have to manufacture a lot of pressures. Bad secondary, and the one game he played like fifty-five percent of the snaps. So, I, I think he's played a little bit more this this last week. But um, overall, he's just not in a position to get a ton of sacks and 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 rack up things. Like even like Aaron Donald, like you you had guys like Brockers and Fowler and guys around him, and obviously he gets a ton of attention. But you see what I'm saying? And they have Ramsey, and they have what Peters. Like they, and again, not comparing him on really any any level to Donald, but I'm just saying like, he's in a great situation um, to be productive three, uh, th well, four I tech again, is, I, I call this more of a, like, the difference between a, a loose three and a four I is so minuscule to me, but I'll call this more of a four I um, for Q right here. Blow up the run again, aggressive step up field. Sees the, uh, the left tackle like base blocking him. Tight, tight elbows, again, 
just just trying to move anything like people who lift or anything like that or do, you know just have basic knowledge of of physics trying to push something with wide elbows versus push something with tight elbows you're a lot stronger with tight elbows so good tight elbows good leverage underneath the pads power just completely drives him back eyes up sees the handoff sees the running back drops his hip lengthens that lateral step to break off tackle simple as that again this is just this is just him going against his guy and and penetrating like his his run stopping ability is really really good this year so um good job by him right there on that play again running through these relatively quickly cuz i know people are are toasted with the jet stuff 1930 39 three more plays of him You run stuff, okay. Uh, right here, loose three. Again, aggressive step up field. Looks like he looks at the quarterback first, which looks like he, he obviously looking like he's going to hand the ball off. Drops his helmet into the left tackle. Gets inside of his hands. Inside of his hands. Pops him up. Again, that's just that's just that that aggressive first step in that power. Boom, pops him up. Drives him into the backfield. Sees the running back. You see peaks at the running back. Sees the outside track of the running back. Drops his hips, widens his left foot, working off the instep. Extends, sheds, left arm comes over the top, swipes away the hands. Chases down the running back tackle. And by the way, too, I talked about Steve McClendon. I didn't talk about him a lot at all, but obviously I think I was the the conductor of the Steve McClendon fan train since 2016 or whatever when he saw 2017. He, he's been a great Jet, great leader, severely underrated player. Even this year, he's still a really good player. Um, so the Bucks got a really good run stuffing defensive tackle because I know they just lost, uh, what, Vita Vea. So – um, they they dumped his out. I don't know how much exactly they saved, but they they improved their draft slot a little bit for a guy who's going who's on a losing team, who you should have respect for to trade to a playoff team. Um, he's he's he, he would make an impact obviously for the team if he continues to stay on the team, but for for what you know, the Jets are going to get they're going to be zero and sixteen, zero and one and fifteen with or without McClendon. So dump his salary, whatever you did. Um, even if not improve your draft slot a little bit, that's all they're doing. They're, they're unloading guys, you know, and people will talk about, okay, well, who are they trading? You know, I think everybody's on the table. People, oh, well, I'll be happy with a second round pick for Quentin Williams. If you're happy with the second round pick for Quentin Williams, you don't know what you're watching. Um, Becton's untouchable. The whole Donald thing trading before the, the trade deadline is, is, is ridiculously foolish to me. It, you, it's dumb. You trade Donald, who you still should have, hopefully, you know, 10 games to evaluate him. Um, you end up getting two, three wins this year. You don't have the first pick, the and then they fall to the fourth pick, and then you have let's just, and then again, will this happen? No, I'm not saying it will, but could it happen? Yes, which is what you have to consider. You have to consider all factors. Then you have Lance Fields and Lawrence. You go one, two, three. You're sitting at four. You just traded Donald. What your your plan in 2021 is with James Morgan? So you no, you cannot trade Donald. And that's just that's just stupid. 
Now the trade deadline can't trade him after next week. There's there, there's nine games left. Which will you win them? No. Could you? Yes. So again, uh, loose one right here. Lateral step engages the center. Again, tight elbows. I like the I like the tight elbows and I like the leverage he plays with for sure. Especially this year versus last year. Last year he's playing higher. Um, but when he's actually just take his guy one on one, penetrate gaps, he's been a lot better. And he does see a decent amount of double teams. He's he's you know, he's better than Leonard Williams. I'm not giving him Leonard that's that Leonard Williams excuse, but he's better than Leonard Williams. Hands inside, extension. Wide base, working off of the insteps again. Stands up the center. Sees the exchange point, the mesh point. And just keeps extension. Waits for the running back to declare. Sees the running back cut back. You see him clearly drop the hips right there. You see that motion? Drop the hips, widen, burst off the instep. Get his hand on. Get it on the tackle. Next and last play of Q. Run stuff. All right. Right here. Four eye. Weak side. The Dolphins run a, a counter OF. Q. Again, who is pretty damn good at like recognizing blocking schemes and, and blowing things up. And again, it's just really it's a, it's a natural it's a natural feel where whether or not he was going to take a, a step up field or or not, um, he seems to recognize quickly that the left tackle is is stepping inside um, to get in or to, to to cut block him or to get inside leverage of him. Regardless, um, he notices the cut block coming. He gets his hands on more of his like forearms on and obviously again with cup blocks you want to throw them into the ground so they're not you know they're trying to attack your thighs and cut you so pushing them down um obviously gets them away from from your from your lower half and um you said they jump over the over the the trash right there shoves them down jumps over follows the running back tackle for loss so good job right here noticing that that cut coming and shoving them into the ground and hopping over and able to uh, to accelerate accelerate right here and get the and get the uh, the run stuff the tackle for loss whatever that was so good job by him um, overall bad from the defense all of it you know pretty pretty much um, you know Jordan Jenkins hasn't been making an impact uh, really really at all uh, Bradley McDougald has been a disappointment as as the as the tradee uh, I would have rather at this point obviously you know the Jets traded. What was the what was the Adams trade? It was they got, they gave us two first and a third, and we gave them two or and we gave them a, a Jamal Adams and a fourth, and apparently like that fourth or whatever was for Bradley McDougald. I would rather have you know signed a, a safety off the street at this point. Now, obviously, this is a revisionist history or money money quarterback, whatever you want to call it. But I would rather had just you know two first and a, and a third and not had a, a McDougald for a fourth or whatever because one I don't think he's going to sign here again, and two. He's been bad. And even if, oh, well, you know, you still would have had to trade that fourth, maybe because of McDougald, you know, that could have been, you know, a, a sixth. So we'd rather have a, a, you know, um, get rid of a sixth or a fourth and have McDougald, you know? So um, obviously it hasn't worked out with him. 
but Jenkins hasn't made an impact. All, you know, the, the defense, we went over a lot of it, like, you know, bless Austin missing tackles this year, blown assignments. The, the coverage from the linebacker unit is bad. The, the, the overall speed and athleticism of the linebacker unit is bad. They have no edge rusher. Um, they have one decent safety, uh, which we'll talk about, but um, bad from the offense. Adoga, uh, I, I would say, has struggled when he's been playing, so that's not a positive. I think he's a decent backup swing tackle, but he's not showing that he could be a starter over these two games. And it's funny that, again, this is one of the narratives that, oh, George Fand is terrible. Adoga is going to take his job. Okay. Right. But. Um, okay, so we'll watch Flacco first for this one because that's what this this um, what this was. Well, not what this was, but I, I labeled this Flacco can't step into throw. Oh, because, because of Adoga, but these guys switched the releases. Corners handled it nicely. You have um, the China concept with the in and the and the and the. Uh, Jesus. And the corner out right here, this is open in the NFL. You know, it's not a huge window, but you can hit that. You can hit that corner. I mean, I mean, you can, you can hit that corner route. You can, but you can hit that receiver again. If you lead them, you know, obviously uh, Crowder is looking back to the ball to track it. So he'll adjust to the ball. So whether you want to lead him to the sideline, lead him upfield, wherever you be, as long as you lead him, it should be a catch, but he can't step into his throw. It's uh Catches some air. Good job by Crowder attacking the ball and almost catching it, but it would have most likely been a pick. Um, Adoga drag hand vertical set opens up way way too soon in my opinion. He doesn't really he's not really splitting his guy. Like he opens up too soon. You see that this foot is not splitting his guy. Um, his base is is narrow. He's standing pretty much straight up. His hips and his upper body don't want to be completely connected. So this right here with your heels clicking as well at this point is not a good spot to be caught with a bull rush, not creating a lot of power from the, from the lower body drops his, uh, drops his helmet into him, gets a uh, bull rushed, allows a soft edge because of his hips right here. He's not really covering a lot with his hips. It's more of his upper body. Flacco again, drifts away throws the ball and you could look at look at the wasn't tipped actually no it wasn't hold on was his hand hit right here his hand might have been hit i don't i can't, I can't tell 100 from that view but his hand might have been hit but look at the look at the ball it's a it's a duck so moving on from doga but again overall i didn't i didn't think he was good i would say lewis struggled again this game uh the backups with with connor Mc, mcdermott I think it's just the first name is Connor. Um, Josh Andrews struggled. Perrine, uh, to be honest, I don't think he was very good this game. Uh, even when he did get opportunities, obviously him dropping a ball. Uh, but I don't think he was playing great in terms of like seeing holes and things like that either. Uh, let's see what this play is. Draw. Again, just based on just based on hats. Obviously, you have the quick penetration from 92 in the A-gap, which is fine for a, for a draw. Like, pick the quick penetration is fine. Um, it's longer developing. But 
just like a sprint, like a draw play. If you have quick penetration, that that, that can lead to one. Well, it, it could lead to tackles for loss, but if it's not directly towards the running back, it could lead to big plays as well. So here's a decision here. You have a DB who's free. You have hat on a hat, you know, completely they're, they're, they're completely, you know, uh, straight on each other. So he should be able to hold this block. You'd hope against a linebacker. You have Perryman with inside leverage on a DB. What is the better hold to take? And he's reading this block, but you should, you should scan both sides. Like I know it happens quick and it's easier said than done, but he's a, he's a NFL running back. So again, read this guy. You see that they're, they're, they're straight up with each other. You have Perriman coming to the inside of 25. What's the better hold to take? So misses, misses the, uh, misses that B gap that I thought he should have hit Tur- uh, turns right into a tackle. Preen drop ball again. Not too much to this. Breaks down on the swing. Ball is low. Looks to me um, like his head turns early. Doesn't He's not looking the ball in. If he was looking the ball in, his eyes would go down to the ball. That's that's what you want. So his eyes don't follow the ball. They don't track the ball into his hands. Turns run upfield, drops it. For what most likely would have been a first down. Right here. Unless unless this was like, could have been, you know. Is that a, I can't see the yard marker right there. First, maybe it was first and 13 or whatever. And you're just getting back to the line of scrimmage, whatever it was. Uh, again, I forget. Uh, but not great. Crowder. I said, uh, I, I put him in the bad from the offense. I don't think he deserved to be in bad or the good. I just don't think he was as good as he has been in the last couple of weeks. I put two plays of him in here. Um, Crowder. Which I, th- I think these plays are actually positive from Crowder. I, I showed the drop ready from him. I think that's really. Let's see, Crowder route and contested catch slot right here. Yeah, his route running is really good at times. This is a good design too. You know, um, overall, just in terms of a guy, and and again, I'll give him credit for some of the plays he runs. This is a good design in terms of. The Dolphins expecting a lot of rub routes and things like that, R- rubs, picks, whatever you want to call it, um, because that's what Gase does a lot. So the corner is reacting to this, and he's expecting Crowder to go underneath of this on the flat, like a slat on the uh, the rub into the flat. Again, turn off field to get some extra yardage, so he wants to guard against that. He, he declares and goes over the top quickly. As you can see, you can see him react to it. He sees the picker coming, gets his hips completely flipped, Crowder breaks inside. Great job by 25 recognizing this, by the way. 25 picks it up. You, uh, so, so he limits it. 25 actually gets a hand in there. So good burst, good recognition. Really, really good play by 25 to limit that. But Crowder makes a contested catch um, right here for the first down. Did he reach the ball out right there? It looks like he reached the ball out, but it doesn't look like it was a first down, but uh, really close to it. Would that be okay? So now it's second and inches. So great route by by Crowder. Good job selling that. Twenty six. One more play, Crowder again. Moving through this really quickly. 
Um, they're not planning on this being a long show. They won't be long for the rest of the year. Unless they'll be, honestly, they'll be a little bit longer once you have guys um, like Mims back, once you have guys like Beckton back, Donald back, maybe Huff back, maybe Zunika actually gets some reps. They'll probably be a little bit longer with the young guys, but I'm not, I'm not going to spend a ton of time criticizing Flacco and Gore. Crowder drops. We had two drops in this game. This one's a little bit harder. Um, where they run, they run another uh, sale concept right here. The Jets run that a lot. Three level read, deep, intermediate, short. Teams typically go deep to intermediate to short with their reads. That's why I say it like that. Um, Flacco puts the ball in a position for Crowder to, to catch it. Reading left the whole time. Sees him open. Delivers the ball. This is a catch in the NFL. You got, you got to make. Again, it's not the easiest catch. Hits you in the hands, though. And I know he has to extend a little bit to it, but you, you want to see him make that catch. I know he was positioning himself to get the toe, the toe drag in there, which he would have, but got to secure the catch. So it's a drop. So you had two drops in this game, which is not a positive. Um, Vincent Smith get, played five, six snaps, I think. Muffed a, was it a punt or a kick he muffed? I think it was a punt where he was like three yards deep into the, into the end zone, you know, went to go run it out, caught the ball, fumbled it, and they had to like, you know, bobble it on the ground and then got to like the four yard line, five yard line, six yard line. So um, that's not good. I think he had a penalty on offense as well. So not a great game from him. A great game from him. Uh, good from the offense. Uh, a couple plays here. I have Perryman. I thought, so even though Perryman didn't have a cut, like, and I'll show you. Um, there's a couple plays where, and, and I'm not just looking at the stats. I haven't, I haven't talked about the stats because he had like, four catches for 60 something yards and people are like, Oh, well don't let's look at the stats. Like he didn't have a great game. I disagree with that. I think he had one bad play, um, which was this game, which was this play, which was good at first, but bad in terms of tracking the ball. Um, top of the screen, uh, reduced split right here is tight against, I think that's a uh, Byron Jones. And he, and again, if you watch the Perryman review, you're going to notice this release because he uses this, um, this, this hop step all the time where he drives off of this foot and then brings his foot about half halfway up to even about, you know, 75% up and then drives off of that same foot and just kind of give it, just kind of screws up the, the, the corners timing because he's, ex he's expecting him to, to break off of that, off of that left foot. So he's thinking it's coming a little bit later than it is and in a different way. So uh, he uses it too much in his game, but overall it's a good move. And good job getting lateral first to square him up. Because obviously if he's going to break outside, he wants to start his break from squared up instead of inside leverage. So good job squaring up with, with, that, uh, with that hop step. So hop step, defeats the hands, gets outside, beats Byron Jones. He's beat. So great job right there. He got open. He beat the press. Wide open, hand up. Um, Flacco, again, doesn't step into his throw. You can see you can see him. He steps in the bucket right here too. But watch that. Watch that foot. He doesn't drive towards the target. He steps like he like stomps his foot down. And his look at his, his body's popping up. He says like going, raising up. It's not a good. It's not a good throwing motion right there. Floats the ball up there, and um, Perryman just misjudges it. One, he stops running. Which if you're open, keep freaking running. Which I get like to a certain extent, you you don't want that safety to come you know come across the field. So you want to sit that soft spot a little bit. So I get it, but he misjudges the ball right here. And it's over his head. So you, obviously you're going to see him gear down right here. The ball's in the air. He has to track it. He gears down, misjudges it. Ball's over his head. So 
don't stop running. And obviously you want to have better uh, skills of looking the ball on right there. Two plays, two more plays of him. Two. Uh, it's another play where he beats the corner again. And if you're winning deep three times in a game, you know, even if you're hit just on two of those, which he was hit on zero, um, that could be a big game. So you take away the garbage time. Maybe he had, or even with the garbage time, let's just say, instead of whatever, I'm not going to go, okay, well, this, these stats versus these stats, if he can act on two of those three deep balls, you know, then there was, oh, it's a really good game for, for Perryman, but that's not what happened. Here, again, another release. Looks the same because it is, or, or pretty close to it. He, he alters the, um, the foot that he brings up a little bit in terms of the, the ground it covers before he, he hops off the same foot. So he has a hop step release again. Hop step, break outside. He bows it out a little bit. No hands from the corner, which you don't like for in a cornerback's perspective. Byron Jones, again, was it as open as last time? No. In the NFL, is this open? Especially for a guy in Perryman who's fast. Uh, if the ball was to his outside shoulder right here, to his outside shoulder and leading him, he, he has this ball. He, he, had, he won that route on Byron Jones. The ball is way underthrown. As you can see, he's clearly gearing down right here, coming back to the ball. The ball is too far inside as well, which you will say. So, again, if the ball is outside right here, well, farther than that, but if the ball is leading him to the outside, this is a catch. He, ha he has a yard on him easily. Flacco, there's a, there's a blitzer. Again, I think this is – so it's almost – so it's a good job by the by these this linebacker getting really quickly into McGovern as he's reading the uh, this guy had a, they have this like they have this uh, they're sugar in the a gaps his double mug look and good job of him getting into McGovern quickly before he recognizes that but Gore blocks the wrong guy right here he's engaged he has an arm on on McGovern they're they're running the cross dog blitz right here and he needs to recognize that. He's picking for a guy behind him. He picks up the wrong guy. Pressure on Flacco. Flacco is going to drift away because he's not going to step into a throw. He's not going to get hit. It's just not what he's going to do right now. Which and on this play, it's not the easiest to do when you're taking when you're taking your drop to step right to that that hit. It's, it would be a little bit difficult. But again, he's open. Balls lollipopped too far inside. Perriman can't make a play on the ball. So two wins. You know, right off the first two routes, I, I believe it was the first two routes of the game that, didn't, that did not uh, connect. One being his fault, two being the offensive line's fault, Gore's fault, and his own a little bit as well. Um, Perryman de open deep again, three three reps, one deep. Um, Flacco overthrow. So top of the screen. This is more like. He he uses a, this is more of a this is a skip release to, to close ground where you have the one foot this foot's only gonna come about halfway and then plant so skips uh, the skip release close ground just gives him from some foot fire right here at the top drops a hip foot fire break inside again just pure speed so He's just delaying the, cor the the corner, just freezing his feet. I don't know why the corner is is retreating and not using his hands. Again, pretty frustrating to watch if you're evaluating the corner. But regardless, eats up the space, evaluates, freezes the feet, releases inside. Again, he beat him deep. 
if the ball look if the if the ball is where it's supposed to be and leading him, this is a catch and he gets tackled at the five yard line or a touchdown. So he wins deep right here, undoubtedly. But they don't have that connection. So I actually put him in a good game. Seeing him win deep three times is a positive for his like his first game back. Did he play last game against the the I forget. I think this is his first game back. Um, McGovern, I didn't put him in my bad offense, but he wasn't in my good offense either. I think he was meh. Like, you know, Broncos game, positive. Cardinals game, definite positive. This game, not great. Um, Barrios, really, obviously, really nice play. Again, this is for a guy who I think should be a backup. Um, your fourth, fifth, sixth string receiver, not your one of your primaries. But uh, snag route from the uh, slot right here in the bottom. Snag, soft spot of the defense, quick hitter. Flacco sees him open, throws it, catch, tuck, turn, and he turns right into the hit, which is you know fine. Obviously, he sees this guy sitting. He knows he's going to get sandwiched right here. He knows what's going to happen. So good job by him and not just giving up. Tucks it, absorbs the two hits, and again, low center of gravity. These guys hit high. Their, uh, their force kind of goes over top of his back and into, into one another. You see, they kind of hit each other because he ducks under it, runs forward, and he, and he picks up an extra three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about you know, 10, 11, 12 yards because of it. So good play by him. Obviously, like the toughness right there to not be you know, softy and just, again, jumps into the catch, ribs are open, tucks the ball, going to absorb the hit. These guys go over the top and literally hit each other. That's what happens. Turns out of it, boom, escapes. like to see it. Moving on. Um, Ty Johnson, listen, just signed from the was on the Lions practice squad or was he, did he get a couple of the Lions? They picked him up, whatever. Um, minimal chances, first run, you know, eight yards or whatever it was. The I think it was eight yards, eight yards first run. Um, second run, 34 yards. So good first game for him, you know. Obviously, explosive run of the longest run of the year on like your second carry of the game is is great. Um, good job, you know, blocking. Good job, good job by fan running his guy outside. Obviously, they see Lewis. Um ideally cover more play side instead of being more heads up right here, but the a gap is filled. The only, he's not going to be able to widen out. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to loop around, you know, fan to get outside because then he'll be drawing it out. You want to get vertical at a certain point. So he's going to hit the B gap. Even if this guy has play side leverage on Lewis, this is a wide enough gap where you can just widen out a little bit and run off of fans ass instead of trying to run off Lewis's ass. So good job reading the hole hits it, turns up field. And shows some good bursts and, and uh, gets 34 yards again. So, got to give him a thumbs up for that. Um, Greg Van Roden, thought played pretty well. Don't have any plays of him, but I thought he played pretty well. Again, he's taking steps up, which is a positive. Uh, good from the defense, even though he was he was bad in coverage. Um, you know, uh, Avery, Avery Williamson, 11 solo tackles. I, I think he's been okay um, overall. He's not the Avery he was in 2017 or 18 or 16 or whatever, but – Overall, he was okay. I, I think he's a guy you trade. Um, you get a you know a six round pick for him. Just stack the picks. If you can stack up six, you know 
four or five six round picks and trade four or five six round picks for a fifth or for I mean for a third or a fourth or whatever like it's better than these guys just walking to the end of the year you're not going to build around Avery Williamson um Huff got a sack limited snaps I don't know why he played such limited snaps this game but for a guy who played limited snaps um to get that sack is 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 good obviously him, him and uh Huff, Q, rush, ball out quick, spot drop. Okay, again, this is like an example of what I'm talking about, the linebackers in the secondary being so bad that the ball is out so quick so they are not able to be effective. So you have Q inside, uh, wide wide one, loose one, whatever you want to call it, engages with the, uh, the left guard, which is Flowers, I believe, right? Hands deflect, swipes the, the outside arm, Transitions into a bull rush and walks him right back onto onto Fitz uh, Fitz's feet. But one, two, three, fire. Snap one, two, three, fire. It's hard for him for him to get there. But again, if if the, if they were forced to hold the ball, then you have um, Flowers who's on his who, who's on uh, Fitz's feet. Huff off the off the left edge right here. Inside angle. On his whatever second or third step, one, two, or sort of like yeah, second step, aggressive. Get him to plant his feet, freeze his feet, or freeze freezes. I think I said that wrong. Free, uh, freeze his feet. Outside, he goes to swipe the outside arm. He misses, so you want to see a little bit more accuracy. But he is able to uh, just based on him setting himself up with angles, with the inside angle, outside angle. He's able to work just by the arms. So the arms do connect, but he has the power to drive past it. Benz throws the rip and uh, gets his hands on Fitz. But again, you have guys dropping who are eyes are on the quarterback the entire time. Like this cannot happen. It's, it's not be the way you play defense. They're just backpedal and just look at the quarterback. You have no idea what's going on. So the only way you're going to you're, the way you're, the Jets are playing defense is spot dropping. Just drop back into that into that area, read the quarterback, and if he's somehow throwing by you, then great, you have a pick. But that's not how defense is played in 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 2020. Um, not a good defense, at least. So, two more plays to Huff. This is uh, John Franklin Myers, too, who got a pressure. Who, again, bright spot. I can give not as much as the last couple of games, but overall, again, he's been playing pretty well. Um, John Franklin Myers is the uh, four-tech. Step-up field. Right card's picking him up. Open a gap, plant, attack the a gap. Doesn't land his hands. You can see he goes for the double swipe right there. Double swipe, hands come wide, so he gets caught, and then he just goes straight into into power. He's a powerful dude. Like again, he gets caught, but he just goes straight into power. Just rush right towards the quarterback. Uh, I like his explosiveness and his and his power. Um, you have Huff off the left side right here. Four-point stance, pretty similar. One, two, three this time. Soften the edge for him. Chop. You'd like to see that be a little bit more powerful, that chop, to actually defeat the outside arm, but good job um, with, with the chop in, you know, in general. Um, good idea of, again, inside angle, getting the set of his feet, soften your edge, chop the outside arm, is able to bend, turn the corner, and then find fits for the sack. 
it's a good good thing to see Huff obviously playing like this. Uh, four guys, undrafted guy, like it's fantastic. Um, Huff bull rush off the edge again. Nothing really happens here, but good job. Like they're showing his power. Like he has the fluidity in the hips. He has the burst. Um, he has the the size at six three two fifty. He has the strength. You know the technique needs to be there, but he has that 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 speed bend strength. Um, arm length, I'm not too sure, but the, the, the technique is getting worked on, but overall he has those, a couple of good traits. So again, comes off the ball. Good first step explosion. You can see how covers ground quickly to the left tackle, left tackle's hands are down and wide. He bull rushes, gets good leverage and just drives. Look how much he drives that freaking that left tackle and even hits the running back, um, within a matter of seconds. Look how quickly he's moving this guy. I played in full speed, so you can appreciate it a little bit more. <laughs> that's that's what you want to see. That's that's not even oh he he got him like he he destroyed him right here. Great job by Huff. Um, John Funkin Myers, a few nice plays. Like I said, I just uh, and and pressures. I just showed the one. Got one play of him. Oh, yeah. Okay. So stand up edge right here, seven tech. And again, this is against the tight end. So it's not, you have, you have to, you do have to consider that, but the tight end comes out to block him. Gets his left hand into the armpit right there. Left hand into the armpit. Throws him backwards. And I like the, 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 the transition of the, of the, the hands right here. One, two. It's important. You, your hands got to match each other. You don't want him to throw him off right here and then not be ready with that hand. So he does, comes up. Takes an angle to the quarterback. Obviously, the tight end tries to recover. Gets into Franklin Myers. He continues to track the quarterback. Throws a tight end off him. Again, power. Gets his hands on to Fitz for what would be a sack, most likely. And the uh, the tight end comes off, and Fitz just makes a Fitz-type play where it doesn't even look like – I don't know if the tight end was expecting the ball right here, but – Good job by Fitz getting rid of it for sure. That, those are some fun plays I like to see. Or not like to see, but Q comes in for the tackle. Moving on. Uh, Basham, sack, and more disruptive this game. Again, he was pretty quiet the first couple of weeks. But um, overall, um, yeah, screw some out. Okay, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, overall, again, a little bit better this game. So. Sack and more, more disruptive. I have two plays of him. Bash him sack. He is the edge right here. That's just, he has, again, he has, the Jets have like some guys who are straight line explosion. It's like weird, like how they build a defense, like a lot of straight line explosion here, but not a lot of like lateral guys. Especially with like with with Bashman, John Franklin Myers, like they're kind of like the same. Obviously, Franklin Myers is a little bit bigger, but like the same type of like player like that. Like Franklin Myers, in terms of like straight lines, pretty good. Again, good good blitz design here. Just in terms of Q pulling these two guys, starting inside, pulling those two guys. You have Franklin Myers right here who crosses, or sorry, yeah, no, you have. Uh, 
you get Franklin Myers right here, who's going to pull, who's attempting to pull the um, right guard and the center to their left, which does not happen. But you have another part of this blitz where you have the uh, linebacker who is going to pull the right guard and the right tackle. So regardless, either the, either you have um, John Fleckle Myers who's going to pull the center right guard um, or you're going to have the blitzer pull the right guard into the right tackle, widening out that A-gap. Frank uh, Basham rushes upfield, attacks that A-gap. That's exactly how it's designed up. Left uh, The right guard tries to drop off, but... It's just, uh, it's obviously too late and he's at full speed. You're not going to hit You're not going to be able to just get one hand on him like, like that and really affect him too much. Right into Fitz, sack. Good job. Next play of him. 24. And we got two more plays from the defense. And we got like a couple miscellaneous plays and that's about it. Bull rush. He's powerful again, just like his like his like pow like power and that straight line explosion that he has. Right if you're looking at the right edge right here. Good manipulation of angles right here. One aggressive step inside, outside, which gets him into oh shit mode because he's like, you know, obviously playing the angles really well. Where he's gonna he's gonna sit and then try to get outside. Because he went to, oh, shit, but oh, my God, he tried to beat me outside. So then you're going to overcompensate to get outside. So now your body's all out of whack. One, two, three, right back into him. I like that. Maybe a little bit more. Uh, let me see more. Kind of like, I think he could have even generated more power right here with the hands. Um, I think they could have been a little bit more forceful and extending into him, but gets his hands inside. And just runs him right into Fitz's feet. Fitz dumps the ball off um, to the running back, but obviously trucking over a, a, a tackle like this is nice to see. He gets caught by the turf monster right there, though. This uh, number sixty-eight, because this this foot never comes back, so he almost goes into like a split, which does not help. But good job by Basham. Uh, pool, nice few plays. He had a he had a nice hit or two. Um, he obviously had the interception, cover two. Did a good job reading the quarterback's eyes, right here. Again, he's a he's versatile. Where he could play safety roles. He could play in a Tampa role. He could play in a hook. He could play in a hook hook curl. He could play in a hook seam, whatever it may be. Um, and here he drops into that into that uh that hook seam. Of this Tampa two, stays over top of his number two threat, reads the quarterback's eyes, sees him loading up to throw into the middle. Doesn't even look at where he's throwing it, but he's going to try to match that ball. Matches the ball, pick. So good job just reading the quarterback's eyes, reading reading him loading up in in his zone. Again, the whole time reading the quarterback. Which at this point, could he flip and throw this guy? Yeah, probably. Spot dropping right here, yes. But it leads to the pick if the quarterback's not going to see him. He tries to lead the uh, the tight end right here. I believe it's a tight end. Doesn't notice pool, uh, pool or just thinks he can fit it in there. Pool makes a really good, um, really good play right here to jump it. Obviously, great catch too. Not an easy catch. 
job. Um, and then in the last play, uh, Marcus May, he was moved back into his um, role, his his deep role that he's better at. Again, you know, coming, you know, with with uh, McDougal coming in, a lot of people said, oh, well, I, you know, I think they're going to switch a lot, which I agree with her in a switch, but I thought May would still be primarily deep because that's what he's best at. And I thought McDougal was best in the box in terms of man-on-man coverage with tight ends and things like that. Um, you know, he's not as good in the, he's not good in the run game, but neither really are. So I thought, you know, May's May's a player who might be here for a little bit longer, play him in his strongest role. They don't do that. Um, you have uh, Tampa two again. I do not know why pool or why Austin was so far inside. And maybe they're trying to give the illusion of a blitz. Um, he didn't blitz, but you're not, you're getting, you're not getting any reroute. You're not getting nothing here. So May is over the top, um, in cover two, basically an off man coverage at this point. Marshall stems him inside, then up. He takes a good angle to cut him off. And people, I, I put this as butt interception because so many people come out, oh my God, you know, people taking unfair shots to the Jets. The butt fumble was 10 years ago. Uh, you know, take a, take a, take a joke or, or take a, tan, a chance to, to joke at the, or offend the Jets, not offend the Jets, to shit on the Jets or whatever, um, whenever they can. Relax. Who, who cares? I, I call it a butt interception too. It's funny. It's okay. Don't get don't get too too angry, but good job cutting him off. Hands on, hands on, and looks through the receiver to the ball. Through the receiver looks at the ball, so he plays it perfectly. He doesn't flip his hips into him, then look back to the ball when there's way too much room to the sideline. He plays through the receiver, hands on, tracks it. There's a little bit of pass interference here from from him ripping down the jersey, but then you also have pass interference from the receiver um, to pulling him down right there. Clearly pulls down the shoulder, so. They're, they're fighting. It is what it is. Good job of the ref not calling it because some refs would have called it because of this. If you even saw what you probably didn't may attacks the ball goes to catch it, but um, obviously he doesn't, he's not able to good, good last ditch effort though. Falling to the ground knows he's not going to catch it. Try to pin it against his body ends up uh, pinning against his ass pins. It comes loose again, pins against the ass and you have bless Austin who comes up and oh, because if he knocked it out right here, it probably would have been an incompletion. So freaking bless Austin almost screwed up. Like if you're going to come catch that ball, you better be ready to grab it right there. Almost screws it up and he's able to re re uh, gain it. But again, you can see the, the angle right here. Where he clearly pulls down that shoulder pad right there. Pin it. Bless Austin doing his best job to force an incompletion. Smacks it out and then, He's still able to grab it. That is awesome. That is that is just funny. Of course, your own guy almost deflects it. We already had a great catch right here. It would have been done. But now, even after that, he makes even a harder catch <laughs> and pins it with both arms. That is hilarious. That is funny. I love that. That's just that's just great. Um, special teams fic, fic and missed the what a 52, 53, 54, 55 yarder, whatever. I'm not going to kill him for that. He's been he's been making a lot of shorter field goals though. To, to say that this year hasn't been a lot of deep stuff. Um, miscellaneous plays. I got five of them. Uh, that just sound like a the frick is that guy's name? He always plays like a mobster. Oh man, that's going to bother the hell out of me. But I feel like I just threw out an accent from him. Uh, what movies? He does like mob movies and shit. What the hell is his name? I see his face. If somebody gets that, I'm going to be so pumped. I'm going to look it up anyway and come back to you guys next week. But if somebody gets that off of the way I just said, 10-7 or whatever the hell I just said, 
I want to be excited, but the fuck is that guy's name? I forget. It's bothering me. Christopher Walken? That's not his name. Why is that name coming to my head? Hold on. I got to Google Christopher Walken. Chris Topher. Oh, it is Christopher Walken. Yeah, that's why I feel like I just sounded like, all right. Maybe I'm getting delirious. I ruined your chance to get it. Maybe you know, and you're like, oh, God, I'm going to set it up. Never mind. Uh, the goddamn Jets. All right, that's what I play for this one. McGovern, Flacco, nothing on the same, you know, lack of snaps and lack of communication. Fant, I mean, uh, McGovern thought he heard something. Flacco might have said something wrong, whatever. Snaps the ball to his knees and sack. <laughs> the goddamn Jets. That's all I need to put for that. Why do I need to put more? Uh, 27-31. 27-31, 35-36. Do I remember that? I want to go with no. He would tackle. Again, I, I like him in the run game, like how physical he is. I think this is a good play where he stacks and sheds for a tackle. Yeah, I, I like the physicality. I really do with, with him like filling gaps and stuff like that. Doesn't mean he necessarily fills the right gap and those things he's necessarily supposed to do. But with lead blockers and things like that, drops his shoulder, pops him. Doesn't see the running back. Obviously, with the, with him popping right here, right here uh, popping right here, and his eyes inside. If the running back was coming up this hole, he would already be there. Eyes go outside, kind of close lines them tackle like that. I'm gonna remember 31, 31, 35, 36. All right, good run blocking, which is rare for the Jets. Actually, sorry, not this year, but just in general, I put I put a good run blocking play. Another draw play. Inside leverage, inside leverage, inside leverage, inside leverage. You have the combo from you have uh you have Van Roten on the ricochet block. He's gonna allow him to go either way, McGovern. He's allow him to declare himself if he goes inside. He's he's gonna take the this this a gap. If he goes if he goes to the outside, or outside whatever you want to call it, um, opposite, he's going to allow him to go through that a gap. Ricochet, power off the instep, drop his shoulder, letting the tackle get inside leverage on him. Work to second level. Right there, boom, good hole, and acceleration forward uh, for the. Decent size game. Phillips run stuff. He showed he showed up this game. Uh, which oh, this is the last play. Sorry, I, I put the butt interception as a miscellaneous play, which it wasn't. Again, don't get offended. It is what it is. The Jets are a laughing stock right now. Let people laugh at them. You know, it is what it is. Don't try to fight your way out of out of battles you you can't win, or don't put yourself in a battles you can't win. I guess so you should always try to fight out of a battle. You don't want to just give up and die. <laughs> That wasn't the right analogy. Um, off the edge right here against the right tackle. Um, wide and split, which should alert something to the defense. So this wide and split, you're going to think that he's going to try to insert into this gap, which he does. This is a this is this this should tip you off. That's that's a lot of room. And just thought about that now. He does. Phillips attacks that that wide end gap that that uh, extended split. Hands inside, finds the running back again. Attacks that wide and split. Running back tries to cut it back right into Phillips. 
So good job right there. Um, that's it for the for the miss for the miscellaneous players for all that crap. Um, other don't have any other uh, for the Bills game. I am done doing those reviews. Well, maybe, but for now, I am for this week. I I am Bills game. I put good luck roster. I put it's good. I'm not going through the roster. We know the roster. Um, Josh Allen. The team has come back a little bit down to earth. Uh, even though people like Bills fans are freaking out, they've lost to the Titans, who are five and zero or whatever they are, six and zero, five and one, whatever they are. I think they're undefeated, so I think they're five and zero. Um, and the Chiefs, who are going to probably go to the Super Bowl again, so don't you know they're still a good team. Lost two in a row, are pissed off, are going to come take it on the Jets most likely. Um, Jets injuries. It sounds like a lot of guys can come back. Sabo uh, again, who's an accredited media member. There's some people out there who say they're accredited media members, or they were. Or they 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 are you know whether it be I'm not calling anybody out I love Jed Nation I, I you know I used to go I was not credited media member it's the credit the credited guys are the guys who could go in and ask questions to the coaches and the GM and the owner and all that stuff I was allowed in on private practice and stuff like that but I wasn't a credited media member um, Sabo is which is a positive of Jets X Factor you get that he's actually able to ask coach the coach questions be in there for, for those interviews not just go to private practices um, but it sounds like and he said that it's you know Mims was practicing with the first team today Donald was practicing with the first team today so Mims might be back this week which is exciting um, you know does is, 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 is Peanut Patrick or Nuwasa ever going to come back it's supposed to be week seven and he's just like, he's just, he's just gone. Like, is, is, is he taking CJ Moses advice and like, screw it. I'm just going to milk this injury. Um, is Donald going to be back? Becton back? You know, uh, I don't know, but let's see. It sounds like Mims, Mims, Be- Donald Becton might be back. So that's exciting if they are. Um, is Lewis out? I'm not too sure. Uh, I think he got injured this game. I'm not sure how long it is. My how to win. I put ha again. Uh, my score prediction is Bills 31, Jets 10. Prove me, prove me wrong. Um, this last week in the Pickums for the people who are in the Pickums, if you do not, you might click off at this point. You don't care. Maybe might have clicked off or not even watch the show. Whatever. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Jets twenty-four uh, nothing. The Giants pick, uh, beat the Redskins twenty to nineteen. Or let's say I'll, I'll go like this. I always start this this off. I pick the Dolphins. They beat the Jets twenty-four to nothing. I pick the Giants. They beat the Redskins twenty to nineteen. I pick the Steelers who beat the Browns and and they whooped them 38 to seven. I pick the Falcons, the Vikings beat the Falcons or no, sorry. I pick the Vikings, the Falcons beat the Vikings 40 to 23. I pick the lions. They beat the Jaguars 34 to 16. I pick the Panthers. They were beat 23 to 16 by the bears. I picked the Packers and they got their asses whooped by the by the Bucks, thirty eight to ten. I picked the Chiefs, as a lot of other people did. I think everybody else did, uh, and they beat the Bills, uh, twenty six to seventeen. I picked the Cowboys and they too got their asses whooped, thirty eight to ten. Um, this week we have seven games. Am I counting right? Oh crap! I didn't even do my picks. Or I didn't even do all my picks. Okay. Uh, Thursday, Thursday night, the one and five giants at the one and one, four and one Eagles. Um, 
the Eagles competing a little bit more the last couple of weeks, especially teams like the Ravens, et cetera, the Steelers. I think they're getting a little bit more on track. I want to pick the Steelers. I would want the Giants to win because the Giants are above the Eagles in terms of standings or not standings. They are lower than the Giants in the standings for the, for the first pick for the tankathon. So any team with one win, I want them to win. Um, but I think the Eagles are are better team than Giants. I think they're starting to round out a little bit. Uh, Sunday, one o'clock. I wish this was the night game. Uh, the five and zero Steelers at the five and zero Titans. Um, this is a hard one to pick. I just think the Titans rely a lot on their run game, and the Steelers' run defense is really, really good because their defensive front is really, really good. I'm going with my gut here. I'm going with the Steelers on the road um, in Tennessee. Uh, the next game, which is usually the first game, but I just did it weird this time. Uh, the four and two Bills at the 0-6 Jets. The Bills are going to win. Everybody's going to pick the Bills. Um, the two and three Lions at the one and five Falcons. By the way, these are all one o'clock games. Uh, this is an interesting game. This was one, like, I think I should pick the Lions, but I'm going to pick the Falcons. The Falcons are in that, that territory. Okay, they fired their head coach. They came out with more energy last week. They whooped the Lions, I mean, the, the, the Vikings' ass. Are they going to ride that hot streak? I have a feeling they, they're not a hot streak. I, I have a feeling they're going to they're gonna win, though, so I'm going to pick the Falcons. Sunday, 4 o'clock game. Uh, good game, uh, I think, overall, in terms of, like, pick'ems. Uh, the three and three 49ers at the two and three Pats. The Pats were just beat last week, I think, relatively badly. Um, the the 49ers beat the Rams pretty handily. You know, do the do the Niners keep to continue to rise while the Pats fall, or do the Pats do what the Pats do? They get embarrassed and then they bounce back in a big way. I'm I'm gonna pick the Pats. Um, I don't feel great about that pick. That's a hard one, but I'm picking the Pats. The two games I did not pick. The two night games. Damn, this is okay. Uh, the four and two Bucks at the three and two Raiders. Are the Raiders really only three and two? Yeah, I guess they had a bye week. Um, I'm picking the I'm picking the Bucks in this one. Uh, the Bucks just blew out the freaking Packers, and their defense is really good. Topple's a good defensive coordinator. I don't think he's a great great head coach. I'm picking the Bucks. Monday night. Oh, this one's really weird and hard. Uh, it's a weird comment. Weird and hard. All right. Uh, Monday night. Five and one Bears at the four and two Rams. The Rams are just beat bad by the Niners. The are the yeah the Rams are beat bad by the Niners. The Bears are are they the most overrated five and one team? Oh, I don't like this one. Um, I am going to go with the Rams. Ugh. Rams. I don't feel great. That's a weird one. Okay. Standings. <clears throat> um, we have first place who's pulling away a little bit, not a tiny bit, but uh, Danny, 23 and 8. We have Kyle, uh, second place, 21 and 10. We have a three way tie for third um, between myself, Vinny, and Marcus at 18 and 13. In fourth place, but really is sixth place. Um, we have oh, sorry, sixth place and seventh place, which is you know, yeah, you get you get it. Sixth and seventh place tied for last place is oh, sorry, actually I lied. So you have a three-way tie for third, so that's third, fourth, fifth. In s- no, no, that was third, fourth, fifth. Sixth place. I don't know. Do we have six or eight? Whatever. The next guy down <laughs> is Matt at 16 and 15. And then you have a, t- a two-way tie for last place, which is Tom and Rob at 15 and 16. I screwed that up so badly trying to read that. How many guys do we have? 
So we have, hold on, I'm going to, I'm going to do this now because it's going to annoy me. You have first place, you have second place, you have third, fourth, fifth, okay, sixth, seventh, eight. Okay. So we do have eight guys. Yeah. So I was, I was saying it kind of right, but you get the point. I, I F that up royally. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Hopefully we get, you know, watching Mims and Darnold is going to be a lot and P Ryan and hopefully Zuniga and Davis gets a little more snaps to be a lot more exciting. Even just, let's just be honest, even just Mims and Darnold is going to be a lot more exciting than, than Flacco hanging off to, to Frank Gore on second and 24. So let's hope to see that. Don't get too drunk this weekend watching the Jets games that we suffer through it with. And I'll see you back next Wednesday, Thursday, or whenever I'm able to get the show out. Thanks for listening. Drop those ratings. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.